pull up a bar stool. All right, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship stuff today. We're approaching the end of 2017. So what does that mean? We've got lots of planning to do. So I've invited John Robinson, or JR as you know him, back to the pub. And uh, he's my backup CEO, my business manager. We've been planning together and working together for most of the six years. So we're going to talk about planning for 2018. We're also going to get into some pricing discussion and a lot of what I've been going through. We're talking about quitting, too. I think it's going to be interesting. You're going to like it. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Limber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on entrepreneurship. That's what we're going to do this week. Yeah, no more social media. Now when we're talking about JR, we're not even going to throw that out there. That's not JR's expertise. How's it going, JR? It's okay today. Okay. <laughs> oh, do you, are you concerned that we might? No, we're not going to talk about football today. No, we're not talking about football. Okay. I, I feel like Michael Jordan under oh, the weather. Here we go. Yeah. I am just not feeling well today. Mm. I, I was going to cancel, and I said, no, I'm no. going to let myself through. You're not going to do that. Um, so we are both recording a podcast and live streaming uh, our John and John Facebook Live to the PHC Entrepreneurs private community, beta community. So for anyone interested in listening to the podcast and you think you might want to be part of PHC Entrepreneurs, you're not going to find it anywhere on my website, really, other than like a wait list because it is beta. Um, but you can reach out and uh, drop an email to info at Um, You know, while it's beta, you know, we're still kind of sorting this thing out. But one of the things that you can do and take advantage of is you can be a guest on the show. We can interview you and break down some of your roadblocks, kind of the, like what JR does to me. Kind of exposes you a little bit, but it's very valuable stuff. So another week under the belt. We're approaching the end of 2017 freaking fast. I mean, this has come out of nowhere. But uh, what, what do you want to chat about today, JR? Well, I think a couple of things that come to mind for me is you teed this one up pretty well as we're approaching the end of 2017. What does 2018 planning look like to you? So one topic is 2018 planning. And then I would love to get into your head on pricing because I know that a lot of the people who listen are wanting to have similar models. They might even have membership models up. And I want to kind of tease that out on, you know, what are some of the changes ahead and what's some of the thinking around how we price, you know, membership, you know, the basic as well as how we price elite and how we're pricing courses and things. So those are the two topics immediately. So let's go into 2018 planning. Do you plan? It's an interesting question because normally I would say not really. And it may surprise some people. And I don't want to act like 
I am completely sloppy and lazy and just whatever. But what I will say, and I know that JR has struggled with me in the past, like wanting to do where do you, where are you going to be five years from now? Where are you going to be a year from now? I don't know. <laughs> but planning for 2018 when we're a month and a half away, that makes sense. Now, still, I would say my planning in the past um, has been minimal because I've I've consistently been trying to sort out what the heck I'm doing. And that not in a bad way, like I'm confused and or anything like that. It's just like, we've got this system. It's working pretty well. Don't rock the boat too much. Let's try this one thing or this other thing. I think this is going to be the, the most we've rocked the boat uh, as a result of starting a new year um, since the beginning. I mean, look, last year you can make... There were so we started the entrepreneur stuff. That was kind of a big deal, um, and we shifted these training programs a little bit, but it was we're still doing it. Was, it wasn't a big change. I think we're we're kind of, and I've been telling Jr. this for a while because he he keeps throwing stuff at me like we should do this, we should do that, and this and this and the other. And I'm like, hold up, like I don't know where this fits into our future plans. So I really kind of wanted to, you know, kind of break it all down and like kind of evaluate what fits, what doesn't, what doesn't make sense right now, what needs to change, and how are we going to change, and how are we going to then throw all these puzzle pieces up in the air and then put them back together in a way that fits properly. So that's I feel like that's what we did, or what, you know, what we did is as we start looking towards 2018, is we got all these puzzle pieces. In some cases, we kind of cut some pieces off in order to fit them together properly, or, or and took some tape in other areas and taped it together. <laughs> and now it's like we throw them back up there. Let's start over and let's actually make this thing fit together the way it's supposed to. And that could mean like recreating some of these pieces. I'm, I'm really diving into that metaphor, but is there an analogy? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you sound like you're just rambling. I, I so, am, but no, I, I, I think. It's it provides background really what we're doing because there is more method and more process to this planning this year than I think we've ever had before, and early, okay. and earlier too. I'll add to it because I for all these years I've I've tried to nudge you at the beginning of the year to write out like hey what do you want to accomplish um, if it's numbers if it's dollars if it's launches. Uh, even you're running. I mean, you're running. I think your running has been the most well-planned. Yeah, there he goes. He's bragging and showing his little, <laughs> little color-coded thing. Almost. Almost. <laughs> right. So at the beginning of the year, you were talking about, you know, how many miles you want to run. And then you're color-coding as you go. So that, in essence, is the form of planning. But I am going to um, – is there a theme to this session? I love that. The theme of this session is absolutely 2018 planning and uh, a little bit about how we're going to price for next year. So for those that are looking at pricing changes, um, we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, but I, I don't want you to forget, like, that is one of the things that we do is just talk about what you want to accomplish in the year – but I think another one, and I don't know if you remember this because we haven't done it in a while, but it's if we were sitting here one year from today 
and we reflect back on those 12 months, what has happened that's made you happy? That's a, that's a way to, to plan for those that are looking at 2018 is like, if I look back over the, all of the months in 2018 and said, what made me happy? It could be, you know, we had positive results. Uh, we've got lots of raving fans. We've grown a little bit. I mean, there's a bunch of things that that you can say that end up reverse engineering your plan. I think, I think a lot of people, I know when I was at GE, we started planning in May of the previous year for the following year. And it was like, man, I can't believe how much time we would do. But it doesn't have to be that laborsome for sure. I mean, it can be just as simple as what, as you look back over those 12 months, what made you smile from ear to ear? And it can be any part of the, of the business. For you, what would you say? If I just right away, like what comes to mind? You look back over the 12 months in 2018, what comes to mind for you? Creating something new. So, I mean, the, 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 the small victories there is every single time I wrote a new blog post, that, that made me happy. There's something special for me about hitting publish on a new blog post. But it also meant, you know, these, these training programs. Um, the, the fact that the Pixel program, I felt like, did really well. I mean, we, we ran that seven times, if I'm not mistaken, over the course of the year. And we still had 60 people sign up for the last version of it. Um, so we did that. We experimented with uh, having um, Andrew help us with one of the training courses, so the business manager course. Um, I'm happy that we experimented with entrepreneurship and you know trying something new there with content and some webinars and this PHC entrepreneurs. Uh, what really made me feel good at the end of the year was these the, the quick video tutorials that just has been energizing to me. Um, I mean, I think uh, those are, you know, that and I think figuring out a way to make it, oh, even though it wasn't perfect this year, uh, have my business fit the, my desired lifestyle in terms of amount of effort, um, especially during the summer when things were crazy and, and still be able to get um, what I needed out of it financially um and to keep it all running and then i guess team i think our team is tip top those are all the things that make me pretty happy right now i like that now of course you didn't answer the question but that's okay because i like what you just I, gave what kind of a, you gave a 2017 review which is great I thought that's what you wanted no so one year we're meeting here one year from today oh. as we look back over the 12 months what had to happen to make you happy but here's the beauty I think a lot of the similar things ha- had to happen. I absolutely believe collaboration. I absolutely believe that you, you continue to write blogs and you continue to introduce new things. Um, experimentation is super important to you because I know that uh, from whatever experimentation looks like. I mean, what what are some experiments next year do you see popping up for, for you? Any more video tutorials? What What shows up? Well, I mean, uh, we've already talked about, you know, the, the role of those video tutorials in 2018 is, you know, that's going to morph into part of the PHC. So if you want access to future video tutorials, you got to be a member of PHC, elite or basic. Um, so I, I think that's 
well, when I started those video tutorials, I really had no idea where I was going with it and why. But, um, I, you know, that, that sometimes you got to do that. You're like, okay, you just roll with it and you figure out the direction you're going to go with it after you start seeing the results and getting the feedback and all that kind of stuff. So I, I'll uh, take a step back with this too, because I think it, you accidentally took a good first step when you think about 2018 planning mm-hmm. is look at 2017, you know, look at 2017. What made you happy? You know, what, what worked, what didn't work. Oh, and, and the, so, the bot too made me happy. It stressed oh, me out, yeah. stressed me out a little right. bit too, but that's, that was something new. I think, uh, right. yeah. 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 The bot, the bot for sure. And then like we were saying earlier, collaboration, having a team that's really working well, I would absolutely say that 2017, uh, was, was a better year than the year before for working together. I mean, I think we continue to, to, uh, have the right people on the team to help us when we need them. So, um, I, I want to see that continue. And then, you know, the framing that I've used a lot is start, stop, continue. So as part of your reflection on 2017, in order to do 2018 planning, you could just look at it simply as, all right, what do we want to keep going with? Uh, what do we want to stop? Uh, and what do we want to start? So start, stop, continue. And so far, um, anything come to mind for you want to stop for next year? I can't think of anything. Well, it's not so much stop. I think it's a matter of you know what really wasn't working the way I want it to be. There's this, what's, what's a little off, right? And that's what I was kind of getting at with the puzzle pieces and not fitting and taping them together and making cuts and all that kind of stuff. And um, for me, part of it was, okay, with these training programs um, and constant promotion of the cha- training programs, it kind of uh, left the growth of PHC and all types of PHC off to the side. Like I really wasn't promoting PHC, which I think impacted the, the growth of those quite a bit. And we saw the impact of how I finally started promoting PHC basic over the last two weeks. And we grew tremendously. Um, but so, but so there's, there's gotta be some sort of happy medium. Like how, how do I handle this? So we can have these training programs, promote these training cr- programs and still grow PHC. And I think we found the answer to that which we can talk about. Um, so, so that's one thing that needed to be fixed. The pricing structure had to be fixed because it just didn't make sense, right? It's $97 for PHC, $297 for a training program, but you can get access to the replays for $97. It's weird. Um, so that needed to be fixed. Um, and so, you know, as I was looking at it, um, uh, those are those are two primary things that like I was uneasy about that I'm like I, I need to do it differently next year. I think additionally, you know, making sure I get more help during the summer from someone like Andrew creating content because um, I, honestly I felt like a level of guilt during my busiest time personally outside of the business where it took me away. So I know some. So it wasn't so much a stop as it was a a change. I guess for me, they need to be done. You still there? Appear to be frozen. Uh oh. See, I thought you were just in deep thought there, JR. One second. 
One second. I guess I'm still live, but I'm not sure. We'll see. <laughs> Sorry about that. We'll see if John All right. comes back in. <laughs> I, I'm here. I don't know what happened. It's like a internet disconnect somehow because stuff just stopped loading for me. So I, I was talking to myself there, apparently. Here's, here's the funny part, and anyone listening to the podcast will probably hear it, but after I finished answering your question, it was long-winded, I look at the screen and you're like, it looked like you're frozen in deep thought, <laughs> but you didn't have anything to say. And then I realized you were just frozen. This is my internet cut out. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. All right. Okay, so where, Take where, two. where did you lose me? Oh, it was quick. I mean, I, it was, you just started talking. Oh, <laughs> what were we even talking about? <laughs> it, 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 we were, you were just going into. Oh, was it the, like, about the stop or whatever? Right. We're going to stop doing Right. So, right. So, so right me, when we were talking about start, stop, continue for 2018, and then you said you started going into a little bit so for of me, the confusing pricing, and yeah, that was it. So for me, it's kind of less about stopping and more about changing. Like what made me uncomfortable or uneasy during the year? And one uh, was the pricing structure, because it just didn't make sense how you could sign up for a $297 training program or sign up for PHC Elite for $97, get access to the replays. It seemed weird and it seemed off. It didn't make any sense. So that's something that needed to change. Um, and uh, beyond that, like it was getting help. Um, so like, you know, I, I, my summers where I, I structured it the way it was necessary for me to, you know, fit my lifestyle and it was busy summers with baseball coaching and my kids and everything else. But I ended up coming away feeling guilty that I was slacking and not doing enough for the business. I think that's where like bringing Andrew in the fold, especially during those months, uh, could be really useful. So that's something that needs to change. And uh, I mean, those are two primary things for me that, that need to change as opposed to a stop, I guess. So 2018, are you you're going to replicate it? You want the same summer again? You want to have that? Freedom, more freedom, less freedom. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, I think similar amount of freedom. Um, just a matter of making sure that we don't stop creating um, during that time. So it could be that you know Andrew is a big part of that uh, during those months. Didn't you have a guest blog as well? Did we have a on, someone right on PHC on, on powerhouseclub.com, We did. Right. So you see more of that next year? If people want to. I mean, that's the question. So if people want to submit uh, blog post content to powerheroesclub.com, that, that could certainly help. Uh, I don't, you know, and that can eventually morph into, if, if it works out really well, then, you know, maybe they're, they're writing stuff for the main site for johnlimmer.com too. But um, that's, I think, uh, starting there at powerheroesclub.com is a good good place because, yeah, you're right. I mean, when we get to this summer, uh, and it happened this year too, there are going to be weeks where it's like, ah, I, just, I can't do it this week. It's too much. I uh, can't write a blog post. You're going to have to skip it. And it would be good to kind of take the pressure off a little bit if we had 
some really good top content uh, by a guest contributor. And then podcast, podcast, what's that look like? Same, same frequency next year? It's weird. I mean, I, what is same frequency? Because this, right. this year we went through periods where there is nothing, and now it's like twice a week uh, in some cases. So uh, I think happy medium. We get back to hopefully that. I, but I think what we've started um, late this year with recording, you know, these John and Johns, and um, you know, occasionally streaming my Andrew podcast as well to PHC Elite. Uh, we can again kind of tackle two things at once and, and turn those into podcasts and make sure that we continue to have that content. What about new technology? Anything other than the bot? Uh, do we want to try Zoom or any of these other video? Because I wonder if it was Be Live. <clears throat> that just knocked you off. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it was my internet. There was an interruption there because my Facebook uh, feed wasn't working either. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I th- honestly, I think it, we're just scratching the surface of the bot. So I think that's still going to be a big part of new development, trying something new, new technology for me. Um, Zoom, I mean, it's just a, that that'll be big in terms of experimenting with PHC Elite in and this uh, happy hour that um, we're trying to pull off, where it's a different way for members to engage with one another and share right. stories. That is new. Yeah. So we're gonna start that this week as we speak. But other technologies, um, I mean, nothing really comes to mind that uh, is so. A well, I know that about six months ago, we were talking back and forth about video and that you described back then, like, oh, you're not optimizing video a lot. Do you feel like the last half, especially with these tutorials, you've uh, kind of jumped on jumped on video and used it a lot more? Yeah, and I think what happened is I, I used it to fit my strengths and, um, you know, in a way that's efficient ways that makes me makes me comfortable as opposed to like feeling like I got to do what everyone else is doing. Like I really didn't want to do talking head stuff. Really didn't want to do these polished videos where it's, they're edited and get the light, lighting right and um, have this whole plan and this and that. Um, so at being able to do these qu- and quick tutorials, I can create a whole bunch of them at once. It also allows me to break it up where I have a different one every day or every couple days or every few days. And there's just a lot of value in that. Um, and then I don't have to worry about what do I look like? What do I sound like? Is the lighting right? Did I shower today? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but so, so maybe so, you should worry about what you look like some more. How you like my beard? It's a little, I see that. Yeah. So, uh, but how so about you start using your razor? No, it's November, so not November. But so my my point is that kind of, kind of like a lot of these things that we experiment with, try to make it as the lowest barrier possible. Like, how can I get involved in this so it's not such a chore? Um, and that this so that's that's what we did with the the tutorials. Now, do we go a step further with video? I I don't I don't know if we're gonna do anything else with video other than stuff that's like this tutorial 
and not to mention like these live videos, but also what we've started doing is I, I just experimented with is streaming uh, my my free Facebook webinar to my Facebook page. I did that for the first time last month. Um, so I, it's again utilizing something without feeling like I have to show my face or have great lighting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, all right, let me let me chime in here because this is something I've done a lot of work on. I would say over the last two years. And the word is resistance, and it is figuring out where the resistance shows up on things that you just don't really like to do and don't really want to push through. Some things you do. Um, so I really like that, you know, you have had a resistance for using video, for sure. You just described some of the resistances because you, you know, you don't want to have to take a shower every day. No, oh. <laughs> Ouch. But no, <laughs> but but you 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 did speak on like some of the things that just don't rub you the right way and i like the fact that you figured out how to make video work for you because it's so easy to copy it's so easy to copy other people and how they do things how they use things and then you realize like mm, while i'm gonna copy that it's not fun for me it's not energizing for me. I mean, I think even part of our John and John's, it is wild. I have a blank sheet of paper like 90% of the time when we start. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, everything just starts coming out. The content just, just happens. So I like that approach. If I felt like I needed to have a script every week, uh, that's a little resistance for me. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't. That doesn't that doesn't work for me. I, I guess so. You know, my question for you is, you know, where's the line drawn on how? What's enough in terms of pushing yourself? Because I I remember in the very beginning, we stressed making yourself uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But in a way, what I'm doing is kind of the complete opposite. <clears throat> it's doing something that maybe uh, is a little bit outside my comfort zone, but making sure I'm still comfortable and while I'm doing it. So is this kind of going against some of our original kind of philosophies? It's, it's so isn't, and I'm going to get out of the, the way for a second because I have notes that I'm grabbing in 10 seconds. All right. Now I get, to, now I'm on, I get to tell jokes. Okay, there you go. Nope, nope. So um, here's what resistance looks like for me. And uh, it's just as a marathoner, resistance or a dip is mile 18, 19, 20. So that's uncomfortable. But you just have to know that the long term goal of that is 26.2. So I think a lot of things when it comes to resistance and figuring out when to push through, push yourself harder, it's very much correlated to the bigger goal. Um, I just said the marathon, other examples, shoot an undergrad, the curve or, you know, what, what that, if it's a B or whatever the, whatever the curve is, you know, that's resistant. That's something you're trying to get to. And, and, uh, that's where you lose other people too. I think, I think this idea of pushing yourself harder is where other people quit. So, um, that's what helps you stand out though. Cause even for you, you may not acknowledge this, but 
the amount of time that you spend writing a blog and the number of actual words creates distance between you and other thought leaders in the space. Because a lot of people don't write as much as you do. They, they're writing short, shorter blogs, shorter this, shorter that. So you, you enjoy doing that. And a lot of people won't push through because they don't like, I don't want to write a 400. I don't know. What's your average count on blogs now? I have, but you, you, I have you no idea. idea? What word, I have, the word count is whatever it takes. Right. Yeah. And see that and that your mindset right there. There's some people that say, I only write 300 words and that's it. And then they, then they, that's their mark. And that's okay. Like if, if that's, if you can feel like you get a lot of value, uh, create a lot of value out of 300 words and, and that's how you can be most efficient. Awesome. I have no, yeah. no issues with that at all. So, all right, I'll, I'll describe another one because I wrote this out the other day. <laughs> Being on a Facebook Live right now, and let's say that there was zero people listening or five or whatever, that's, that's in essence a point that people would quit at. And you've always been like, no, we're doing this no matter what. If there's one person, if there's 100 people, it's whatever. So I think quitting that idea of stopping because we're kind of bridging 2017 and 2018, quitting and stopping are are very personal. Hmm. I mean, it's very personal to strategically quit something. Uh, I I'm working through this right now. The things that I want to strategically quit do not have a long term value for me. So if I don't want to run anymore, I'm I'm not going to run. You know, because I don't feel like it's going to help me or it's going to tear up my knees or whatever. But that that's not a good one because I'm, I'm still I still find a lot of value in running. So does that make sense to you? Yeah. Um, so, you know, in terms of. You know, I think, you know, even referring to this Facebook Live we're doing right now, I mean, mm-hmm. um, we know that the entrepreneurs community is beta. It's a test that we're, we're trying out. But I'm also committed to it long term because I know how important that can be. Even though I don't like thinking ahead five years, 10 years from now, I know how important that type of community can be for my business because it might be talking about Facebook for the rest of my life. Is Facebook going to be a thing? You know, 10 years from now, I don't know. And um, whereas entrepreneurship, yeah, it's going to still be out there. And there are going to be problems that, that um, entrepreneurs face that we can help tackle. So I, I'm committed to this and making sure it's done. So the fact that we've got a total of, uh, I think, 54 mem- 55 members of PHC Entrepreneurs, because, again, it's on the down low and no one really knows about it. And then we're doing a Facebook Live and we've got Crystal. Thank you, Crystal. Crystal Decknader, I believe, is how to pronounce it. Hopefully you're not in here secretive. Uh, don't want anyone to know you're here, but because everyone knows now, um, and, and it's so it's not all. It's not particularly um, you know disheartening or anything that it, we've we've got light turnout because it's it's the nature of the beast right now. Now if I put everything behind launching this to the public and no one shows up, that would be an issue. And I, then I might start doubting myself and whether we need to hit stop on something. But um, I honestly, I can't even think of anything that comes to mind over the last five years that we really hit stop on. Other than like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do 
online courses anymore where it's all static information that you go access that I pre-prepared all this video and content. Even that is kind of like a shift, right? As opposed to static, we went to real time. But uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? So, so here, here's some questions that I, I wrote out as I'm teasing this out for myself. I, I wrote, what's the point of sticking this out if it won't result in excellence? That, that was one question because it's like, man, what's the point of sticking this out? Uh, what do I have? What do I have a better chance enjoying? Wow. That's a pretty good question because I know for you, a lot of what you do is about enjoyment. And I like that question. What do I have a better chance enjoying? And Crystal has a really good, I think, addition to that. She says, I saw one of those random internet quotes, which a lot of times those are annoying and lame, but she says that read, if it doesn't make me happy, better, or money, it doesn't get my attention. And ideally... It'll provide you all three, but uh, at least if it gives you one of those things, it should be worth your time. And I think that's where we're at right now, like with this PhD entrepreneurs stuff, is that I think it, it makes me happy. I think it makes me better. It's not making me any money, and that's fine. Uh, but we're looking at, for the, the one thing I think we're looking at long term is, is this. And, and uh, if we get to the point where I, I, I launch it to my entire list and no one shows up and then we're spending a lot of time on this uh, and, and no, no money comes, then we might have to readjust and actually stop something. But So a couple more. I'm looking through my notes. I wrote, isn't business like the ocean? Ooh, that's and being, well, here's why. Because <laughs> me being in San Diego and being able to see the ocean, the ocean – you can't really control, you know, you just have to roll with the waves and however the weather is, you name it. So it's business is kind of like being in a sailboat in an ocean because you do have to just adjust a lot. And I think you said it best earlier. It's not really about quitting. It's more about pivoting. Yeah. You know, I pivot from there to there because of that. I mean, you mentioned a bit about doing the courses back in the days, but the courses got outdated so fast. After doing all the work, they'd be outdated in three months and then it'd be wasted time. So so that's what showed up. But I have to ask this one because this is this will be more family oriented. But I it just showed up for me. Who never let you quit? You can say anybody and from when you're a kid to now or what. Did you have anybody that never let you quit? I don't know. Silence, right? That's all right. That's all right. Because I will say this. I believe that that you, you're not a quitter now, but that's more because of the family. And that's not because they don't let you quit. I think it's in your head. I, I was a quitter. I gotta tell you. Oh, really? Well, when when I think about it, you know, you know, <laughs> when I think about it, um, high school, uh, I started going out for basketball my freshman year, and I did. Once cuts were coming around, I'm like, ah, I'm gonna be cut, so I just quit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was in, uh, you know, this is kind of nerdy, but I was in uh, high school band until halfway through my senior year, and I, uh, I quit. I didn't even finish it. Uh, freshman year, I played baseball. 
uh, something about it. Freshman year of college, uh, played baseball, uh, quit after my freshman year. I was an English major for three years. Didn't want to take the final English SEM course. Quit. Shifted to philosophy major. My jobs routinely after a year and a half or so, I'd either move to a completely different department, different company, different industry, quit. Uh, so what happened? I don't know. Because I, I was definitely a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like hearing this because me, on the other hand, I tried out for fourth grade basketball, got cut, didn't quit, got cut. Fifth grade, cut. Wow. Sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, Dude. tenth grade, cut. There might be something wrong with you, though. Every There is something wrong with me. And well, then the you're, year, you're a bad basketball player, probably. Well, I grew up, yeah, not, not funny. Because of the neighborhood that I grew up in, I yeah. mean, they they we had professional athletes, you know, that that I grew up playing with. So they were, you know, they they were way more accelerated and better than me. And um, I kept on, I kept on. And then sophomore year, the year that I thought I'm going to make it, because I made it through all the cuts, and I was like, uh oh, I'm going to make the team. And then I saw myself got cut, and I was like. Oh. I even became a manager, a basketball manager freshman year because I so wanted to be on the team. And I said, well, you know what? If I was close for the cuts, then if somebody got injured and I was a manager, I might be able to play. So I I think I'm relentless when it comes to not quitting. And uh, I got to lean. I got to do more of yours. Yeah, I, I got to say, I, I think. Uh, not not to put some put a rosy spin on it, but I think there's something to be said for quitting. Um, there is because when I quit, I wasn't enjoying myself at all. So why keep doing something that's not making me happy? Like I love baseball. I wasn't liking playing baseball year round in college in that situation. I you know I didn't really like my English classes. I enjoyed philosophy. I wasn't going anywhere with my English with an English degree, so why not read about stuff and write about stuff that I enjoyed? You know, I didn't enjoy my jobs. That I wouldn't be here if I didn't keep quitting. Right? <laughs> That's true. I mean, eventually I got laid off, but that might have, you know. Um, so um I, Is there I, is there such thing as quitting too early? Because here here's what I'll say about people who run marathons. When I hear personal bests and I see guys that are in great shape and they're like, oh, I, I, I wish I could break four hours. And I'm like, dude, you 100% can break four hours. And I look at the person. I'm like, what is it? They, do they just quit too soon? Do they just not push themselves hard enough? You're a perfect example. You have the same body design that could run a pretty quick marathon. But do you have that in your blood no way you're a quitter i just have no desire i don't enjoy running i run to be healthy i'm not gonna run just and keep running for what i don't know what see maybe that's what it is maybe you haven't found that one passion so for me when i was running marathons it was flat out to 
get to a better time than I had before. And most importantly, it was to dominate my age band. I, a, I, got a, I got a kick out of that. Yeah, I, and then I used, I used to like seeing like 10 years earlier. And then my, my times are not too far from those top 10 or 10 years younger. Yeah. The one time I won a forties, uh, 5k, that felt pretty good. Now, granted, I was, I'd like just turned 40. So it was almost unfair, but, <laughs> and there might've been five other guys in, in that bracket, but still felt pretty good. But so the competition is, is important there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there, there's a, there's definitely a line there. Like, um, I, I, I think that there's something to be said for quitting and not putting yourself through something you just don't enjoy anymore and pivoting and finding what works for you, but making sure that you, when you quit, you quit for the right reasons. I think that, uh, there's a, there's a possibility I may have quit too early on a couple of things like baseball, for example. Because um, that's something I think I really probably could have gotten some enjoyment out of if I had my heart in it. Um, but what's interesting is that quitting, now that I'm fully invested in something, so like my business, I'm fully invested in something, quitting isn't an option. Pivoting is. Um, but I'm, Oh, I'm, there's your next book. Everybody keeps saying, oh, we want John to write a book. Mm-hmm. There it is. Quitting isn't an option. Pivoting is. Because I'm not going to quit. Oh, my, I mean, I can't even imagine going back to work for the man. There's just no way I'm going to do that. And I just, I, I, I try to imagine, like, there, there could be, like, you know, this scenario. That. No, <laughs> I don't, I do not want to do that. Um, yeah. And so that's one reason why, you know, and, you know, with this entrepreneur stuff, um, I also realize that, that, chances of it working are really, really high because of what we've already built for six years. So quitting is, uh, there's no way I'm going to quit on it now. Um, cause I, I know that the chances of it succeeding, I am spoiled. Other people look at their results that they're getting right now for something and they're thinking about quitting and they might have reasonable reasons to quit. And I know that my results should be good. And it's because of all the work we already put in. Um, so quit, Quinn's not an option. Pivoting is. <laughs> I think you should write a blog on that for the entrepreneurs group this week. Yeah. Might do that. So we get still going to talk about, uh, uh, pricing then we still, I mean, well, you start, you talked about it a little bit, a little but bit. We, can, I mean, we, we can clean it up cause you didn't really get into what, what's the situation. Like, because I I always like situation, action, results. Yeah. So, like, so what actions are we taking? What results do we want? So, example of what we got going on in 2017. You can sign up for PHC Elite, which is $97 a month. Uh, if that price point is too high, you can sell, sign up for PHC Basic, which is $29 a month. You can sign up for a four week training program, which is separate of all of that, at $297. But if you're, um, a member of PHC Elite, not basic, you get access to all the replays for the training programs. And that's where it just it didn't make sense. Now, what I didn't want to do is create a training program and sell it for 50 bucks or something um, and put in all that work. I'm not saying that wouldn't have been effective. Like maybe we could have gotten the volume, that would have been awesome. But 
just seemed like underpricing the value that we were, that we were offering. So um, we just we kind of just patched it together, but knowing all along that this, this doesn't something about this doesn't feel right, it almost felt wrong, and that like why would somebody pay two ninety seven when they can just pay ninety seven dollars for the replays? Um, so so the, the way, what we're going to do this next year, um, and part of this is adding value to PHC Elite first of all, um, and that we're going to do these um, uh, happy hours, and we're going to add these. The, the quick video tutorials, PHC access only. We're going to raise the price of PHC Elite, which should also increase signups for the short term, like give, giving everybody a warning that this price is going to go up. But And then the main thing is when, because I had this battle between should I be promoting PHC or should I be promoting these training programs? And as a result, the PHC kind of got neglected. We kind of took a, a, clue, a cue here from um, Chris Brogan in the, in the way he does things a little bit, is that when you go to a landing page for a training program, you're going to have two options. Do you, and this, So now we're going to do these two-session training programs instead of four. Um, so you want to sign up for this two-session training program that's $147, or do you want to sign up for PHC Elite, Get also get the training program and get access to all this membership and everything else for the same price. So the result, my assumption, is the value is increased for PHC Elite, even though the price is increased. More people are going to be signing up for PHC Elite because it's like, why would you just pay for just the, the same price? Why would you just uh, get the training program by itself when you get the community and all that extra stuff? And I think it's going to work out. I feel really good about that direction, and I, that's, I think that's one of the better things that at least we've planned in a long time. And I think it's going to work out. I think it's going to work out well too. So, and I think you, I you think did. in the long run, what's going to do too is going to it's also going to add more value to PHC Basic, in, you know, indirectly because it's like even though we're not giving more to PHC Basic, it's like well, one hundred forty-seven dollars. That's just way too much. I could still get some pretty good stuff for $29. Um, so by separating that price even more, uh, that makes PHC Basic a little bit more valuable than it was before as well. So I think it's going to work out. But I guess we it shall will. see. It will. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens in 2018. Mm-hmm. That's all you got? That's all I got. Yeah, I didn't ask the bartender for anything because we just been – what are you drinking? What is that? Oh, it's just water, right? I'm drinking water. Too. Just water. Just all natural water. Okay. Well, it's good having you again once once again on the show, JR. Uh, thank you to everybody from PHC Entrepreneurs for joining us, especially Crystal for chiming in a bit. And um, it's been fun. Until next time, do awesome things. We are out.